0: Welcome to Life is Hard, God is Good podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Miller, and today we are talking about the sun in our second episode of Nature Sessions. So why are we doing Nature Sessions? Nature is really cool because it is the created world that we can see, and it reveals so much about God's nature and his character that he put into this place that we live in that we can see. In Psalm 8, it says, Lord our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You have set your glory in the heavens. Through the praise of children and infants, you have established a stronghold against your enemies to silence the foe and the avenger. When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have set in place, what is mankind that you are mindful of them, human beings that you care for them? You have made them a little lower than the angels and crowned them with glory and honor. You made them rulers over the works of your hands. You put everything under their feet, all flocks and herds and the animals of the wild, the birds in the sky and the fish in the sea, all that swim in the paths of the seas. Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. He makes known to us things that we can't see through the things that he has made. And in Romans eleven thirty six it says, for from him and through him and for him, are all things. To him be the glory forever. Amen. So today we're focusing on one part of nature, which is the sun. And scientifically, the sun, this is from NASA, it says the sun is a star, a hot ball of glowing gases at the heart of our solar system. Its influence extends far beyond the orbits of distant Neptune and Pluto. Without the sun's intense energy and heat, there would be no life on Earth. And though it is special to us, there are billions of stars like our sun scattered across the Milky Way galaxy. If the sun were as tall as a typical front door, the Earth would be the size of a U.S. nickel. The temperature at the sun's core is about 27 million degrees Fahrenheit, and the average diameter is 864,000 miles, which is about 109 times the size of the earth. So the sun is huge. It's unique to our solar system. It provides energy and heat, and it is vital for our earth to sustain life. So let's dive into what some scripture says about the sun. This verse from Luke 1 is one I've been meditating on a lot. It's just really beautiful. Um, So Luke 1, verses 78 through 79 says, because of the tender mercy of our God, by which the rising sun will come to us from heaven to shine on those living in darkness and in the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the path of peace. C.S. Lewis says, I believe in Christianity as I believe that the sun has risen. Not only because I see it, but because by it, I see everything else. We know that God is greater than the sun because he created the sun. In Genesis 1, verses 14 through 19, it shows how he made the lights in the sky on the fourth day. In verse 16, it says, God made two great light, the greater light to govern the day and the lesser light to govern the night. He is also sovereign over the sun, the moon, and the stars. The day is yours, and yours also the night. You establish the sun and the moon. Psalm 74, 16. Job 9, 7 says, He he speaks to the sun, and it does not shine. He seals off the light of the stars. And in Joshua 10, there's a story about how God actually stopped time for this battle. In verse 13, it says, So the sun stood still, and the moon stopped, till the nation avenged itself on its enemies, as it is written in the book of Jashar. The sun stopped in the middle of the sky, and delayed going down about a full day. And the sun also can be used for different signs. Like when Jesus died on the cross in Luke 23, 45, it says, For the sun stopped shining, and the curtain of the temple was torn in two. So that was a monumental day in our history when Jesus died on the cross for our sins to save us. That's what all of the Old Testament was pointing towards. And because of that saving grace, we have a future in eternity with him. And there's scripture that also points to the end times, the great end, glorious day of the Lord that talks about the sun being darkened. In Joel 3, it says, the sun and moon will be darkened and the stars no longer shine. In Mark 13, 24 through 25, uh, Jesus says, but in those days following that distress, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light. The stars will fall from the sky and the heavenly bodies will be shaken. In Acts two twenty, it says the sun will be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the great, before the coming of the great and glorious day of the Lord. And in Revelation, we see that when we have eternity with the Lord, if you have chosen to accept his gift of salvation, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And with eternal life with him, we won't even need the sun because of the great light that God provides. In Revelation seven sixteen through 17, it says, Never again will they hunger, never again will they thirst. The sun will not beat down on them, nor any scorching heat. For the Lamb at the center of the throne will be their shepherd. He will guide them into springs of living water, and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. And in Revelation 21-23, it says, The city does not need the sun or the moon to shine on it, for the glory of God gives its light, and the Lamb is its lamp. So that is some really cool things we see in Scripture about how God made the sun, He is sovereign over the sun, the sun can be signs of different things that are happening, and someday we won't need the sun anymore because of the glory of God being the light. This is not an exhaustive list of what the Bible says about the sun, but those are some some cool references that we can look at. And we also want to focus on two things, what the sun reveals about God, and two, what does it mean for us. So the sun can be, we can look at the sun and see some of who God is because of the sun. Because as we've seen you know, scientifically, the sun is a source of light, it's a source of life, and it guides the times, the days, and the seasons. And through the sun's brightness, its splendor, its glory, its heat, all those things can show us more about who God is. The first thing I want us to focus on is His holiness. Just like we talked about in the episode Holy, Holy, Holy. The sun is unique in our solar system just like God is unique in His holiness and His moral purity and perfection. And we, being sinful, if we get too close to it, we would just burn up. Obviously, if you are in Christ then you are clothed and you are covered by His grace and we can be in His presence without being consumed. But... His holiness is an all-consuming fire, and if you get too close, you would burn up, not because he's bad, but because he's so good. But in Lamentations 3, we see, because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed, for his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The sun also shows his mercy, because the sun shines on both the righteous and the wicked just like the sun shines on the whole earth, not because of the objects that are here on earth, but because the sun radiates light. In the same way, God shows mercy on the righteous and the wicked, not because we are righteous or wicked, but because he is merciful. In Matthew 5.45, it says that you may be children of your Father in heaven. He causes the sun to rise on the evil and the good, and sends the rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. The same sun softens some materials and hardens others, just as the gospel and God's love soften some hearts and hardens others. The sun also shows God's faithfulness. The sun is always present, even when we cannot see it. On cloudy days, the sun is still there. When it is night, And we are rotated so that we can't see the sun, the sun is still there. When the earth tilts, so that we may be experiencing different seasons such as winter, the sun is still there. From the rising of the sun to the place where it sets, the name of the Lord is to be praised. Psalm one thirteen, three. He also shows his splendor with the sun and the radiance that comes from the sun. When Jesus was transfigured on the mountain in Matthew 17, it says, There he was transfigured before them. His face shone like the sun, and his clothes became white as the light. Moses was radiant after spending time with God on the mountain. He actually covered his face because he was so radiant. And just as Moses was radiant after spending time with God in the Old Testament, now we can experience God. Because of Jesus' blood and his grace. And we can experience his glory and not have to put a veil over our faces. And someday we'll experience even greater glory. In 2 Corinthians 3, it says, Now if the ministry that brought death, which was engraved in letters on stone, came with glory so that the Israelites could not look steadily at the face of Moses because of its glory, transitory though it was, will not the ministry of the Spirit be even more glorious? If the ministry that brought condemnation was glorious, how much more glorious is the ministry that brings righteousness? For what was glorious has no glory now in comparison with the surpassing glory. And if what was transitory came with glory, how much greater is the glory of that which lasts? And we all, who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory, are being transformed into his image with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. So what does this all mean for us? We see that, you know, the sun can represent God's holiness, mercy, faithfulness, and splendor. Well, for us, we want to be like the moon. Just as the moon reflects the light of the sun, may we reflect the light of the Lord's glory. In Matthew five fourteen through 16, you are the light of the world. A tower built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. The moon has different phases depending on the time of the month. You know, we have our our quarter moon, the new moon where it's dark, and the full moon where we see the full moon. (laughs) But what gets in the way of the moon shining fully? The earth. May we... Always be full moons, not allowing anything get in the way of radiating His love fully and reflecting that light to the world. Something else that we want to remember as we look at the sun is that our proximity to God is not based on Him. You cannot add cold, you can only lose heat. We experience winter not because the sun hides, but because the earth tilts on its axis away from the sun. God does not leave us. We drift. Our feelings can lead us to believe that he is not near, but nothing could be further from the truth. God's presence is not based on our feelings. You cannot add godlessness. You can only get further from the source of life. May we draw near to his holy, merciful, faithful presence, full of splendor. May we reflect his light as we go out into the world. Thank you for listening to the Life is Hard, God is Good podcast. You can join us on Instagram and our Facebook group for more encouragement throughout the week. You can send us a message, share with your friends, rate and write reviews to help others find the truth too. May the Lord bless you and keep you.